Welcome to The Rebound, where we'll explore the issues facing supply chain managers as our industry gets back up and running in a post-COVID world. This podcast is hosted by Abe Eskenazi, CEO of the Association for Supply Chain Management, and Bob Troublecock, Editorial Director of Supply Chain Management Review. Remember that Abe and Bob welcome your comments. Now to today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of The Rebound. Well, just what is digital transformation? I'm Bob Troublecock. And I'm Abe Eskenazi. And joining us today is Brent Ruth. Brent is the digital transformation lead for a large global industrial manufacturer. Brent, welcome. Good afternoon. And thanks for being here, Brent. In supply chain, we have a lot of terms to describe what we're doing. Continuous process improvement and lean manufacturing are just two that have been around for years. And I think everybody understands what those terms mean. Today, there's a lot of buzz around digital transformation. But just what does it mean for a supply chain organization to become digital? For those who haven't started on that journey yet, how do they identify where to start to gain the most value? Those are questions we're going to put to Brent in today's episode of The Rebound, based on his experience at his firm. So Brent, first, digital transformation lead, your title, is certainly a new supply chain role. As you see the task, what does it entail and what are your areas of responsibility? And maybe add to that, how did the role come about? Sure, that's a great question. Digital transformation can be a case word in that it can mean different things to many different people. And for me, what digital transformation is really focused on bringing our manufacturing facilities and modernizing them and taking advantage of technology and sometimes combination of different solutions to meet true business need and to continue to advance and maintain market share and competitive advantage. Brent, that's when you talk about the role and the expansion of that role, especially within supply chain, how does it differ from what you've done in the past and what new you know, competencies are you looking for and what are you trying to accomplish through digital transformation? Because these are skill sets that are expected for supply chain professionals today. So give us a sense, how does this transform the role? That too is a very good question, Abe. And I'll tell you that this role is really focused on the future of understanding uh, both nascent and well-established technologies and how they can be used together to transform operations and supply chain. And this role really came about as a a conflux of three different uh, technological advances. One is massive computing power, this is uh, ubiquitous data and unlimited connectivity. The combination of those three in today's modern era is really ushering a revolution in manufacturing and supply chain. And how I came to this role was I had a atypical career path progression in that I've been on the business side uh, from a supply chain perspective. I've led an SAP deployment as well as uh, understanding our uh, information technology in an IT technical role. And now I'm back on the business side and really understanding uh, the nexus of these three trends, allowing us to do what even a few years ago might be considered impossible. And that's what makes this role so exciting, is being able to focus firmly on the future 
and see real tangible, profound and lasting effects uh, of these technologies and solutions upon our modern global supply chain. Brent, when you and I were talking to set this up, I'd mentioned that um, I was part of an event last year where there were three keynotes talking about digital transformation. One was from a large appliance manufacturer who was talking about how they brought digital transformation to transportation and logistics. Uh, one was from a high technology um, uh, laptop producer uh, who talked about how they were using blockchain to onboard new suppliers. Uh, and the last was a telecommunications company that was talking about digital transformation of procurement. So, so all three of them came from big global organizations talking about digital transformation, but had very different starting points and reasons for that. So uh, can you put in context a little about some of the projects you've worked on in your organization? And just as importantly, well, why those projects were chosen, you know, to, you know, what value they delivered and why start with those? Excellent. Well, I think one of the first things you want to do with digital transformation is not chase technology for technology's sake. You have to really equate it and, and focus on what are those key business requirements, really link those things together. For example, if you have a accounts payable organization that is focused on getting suppliers paid on, and on time, by the way, they can be easily overwhelmed by the amount and varied invoices they get. Well, that's, that's a great example of where moving beyond simple OCR into machine learning, uh, we were able to train a machine learning enabled uh, RPA, robotic process automation, to teach it to read invoices in different languages and automatically process those uh, into our system of record. Now, the, the benefit from that is that the, the bots don't take breaks. They don't uh, take the weekend off. You know, they, they don't argue as much uh, for yearly valuations, uh, but they work continuously. And the amount of volume of invoices that they're able to process really takes the burden of the manual input uh, off of the people and allows the, the humans in the process to focus on uh, the true exception management. That's one example. Another example uh, is using machine learning cameras for visual quality inspection. We started off on looking at our pre-delivery inspection uh, and what we had determined was that defects were escaping and were being discovered by the customer, which is obviously not what we want to happen. But we found in this case, uh, Pre-delivery inspection is something that is not uh, well-suited uh, to humans. And by that, I mean, you give me a 100-point checklist that I do eight hours a day, my eyes glaze over just thinking about it. And it usually is not the most ergonomic or rewarding uh, task. However, uh, machines do it very well. And we were able to, uh, again, show that machines don't get tired and they work. And we were, again, able to take this routine, manual, mundane process and automate it and free up those quality technicians, again, to focus on more proactive quality uh, measures to do, to do more critical thinking, uh, true exception management, and innovation. The other large area of focus is we're uh, implementing, uh, we're getting ready to implement uh, DDMRP 
which is, again, a, a, a good partner with a demand-driven institute with ACM, and we're excited about doing a our first pilot of that, uh, that solution next year. Brent, it sounds like you guys are fairly mature in terms of your evaluation on where to start, you know, some of the payback. A lot of the listeners either just started their digital transformation or they're considering, uh, you know, investment in their digital transformation. Uh, what advice do you give to those individuals or organizations that are taking a look to your examples, either the people, the processes or the tools as to what can deliver the most value? Where do you start? That's a great question, Abe. And, and really, I what I recommend to those that are just starting their journey is really to understand uh, what the pain felt by the businesses are, and to be then able to look at either of those solutions that you already have in your enterprise landscape or where those fall short, and then to be able to do uh, to keep to do benchmarking at such places like this conference. Uh, and others to be able to see what solutions and solution vendors are out there uh, to partner with uh, universities as well to really keep your your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the marketplace to then best be able to marry these blend and 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 bring that right solution to bear uh, to focus on that uh, on that business need. If you can't tie it to a specific business problem or outcome, uh, you're wasting your time. Uh, hey, Brent, before uh, I ask my next question, I just wanted to, to step back one second uh, for a quick one. Uh, when you talked about inspection, are you doing that at your supplier's facility so you catch any defects before they even leave the supplier's plant you know and get delivered to you the reason i ask is uh i did story with pratt and whitney a little bit back and they they put in a program at their suppliers manufacturing lines to monitor for you know things out of parameter during the manufacturing process so they can catch defects even before you know the manufacturing is done and just when you were talking about that visual inspection i wondered if you were doing at a inbound at your facility or you know before outbound at your suppliers just a quick question. Yeah, Bob, excellent question. And uh, again, focusing on where that business pain is, we're really at the at the at the tip of the tail. So this is prior to delivery to the customer. But to your point, what we've been steadily doing is moving that same inspection upstream in the process to catch the defects where they're happening. That has provided a lot of value to being able to to see that and capture and capture those defects, you know, and, and the machine learning cameras uh, have surprised us. They've they found things that both the the operator and the quality technician have missed. But ultimately, we see that going to your point all the way back to into the supplier uh, to be able to capture those critical defects even before they come into the facility. Great, uh, thanks for that. So. Um, back to our regularly uh, scheduled programming. So supply chains, even digital ones, rely on people, right? No matter how digital, we still have people as a backbone. How do you put together uh, a team for digital transformation? What are the skills you look for? Uh, my team is a bespoke team, and I I, uh, I did handpick each of them. But what I what I really focused on was being able to cover all the way from manufacturing engineering all the way through logistics execution 
So a full end-to-end life cycle, but really looking for someone that had both process and technical expertise. And that's not easily found, uh, but having worked on, uh, again, uh, throughout my career, I have known uh, quite a few people in these functional areas was able to bring together and coalesce this team. And I think that's the power is having people that are cross-functional in the aspect of knowing both business and the technical side of things is really where the magic happens. Brunt, oftentimes we uh, seem to think that technology solutions are in and of themselves the answer. Uh, Oftentimes we see that one organization is investing in a particular strategy and then you see a lot of follow-ons in terms of, well, they're using a robot or an autonomous vehicle strategy. We need one as well. Uh, How do you not become enamored with technology and focus on the value creation that you're discussing here as opposed to just another investment in technology that often seems to never end? We we like to call that pilot purgatory, Abe. (laughs) (laughs) We, we want to be able to escape that and provide real lasting value to the organization. So what that normally entails is we have a, a proof of concept. No matter what technology or solution that is out there, there's always that, uh, always that healthy skepticism to say, hey, it might be great in that lab, but can it work in a real modern manufacturing uh, facility on the shop floor? We, we need to prove that that works the values, the return on that investment, uh, we have to prove that before we can scale it. So we end up doing a lot of small projects to begin with to prove that yes, that the that uh, it has uh, it does what it what it claims it can, uh, that it 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 plays well with others, uh, so to speak, that it delivers value, then we can scale it. That's really the key. Brent, last question. Uh, You're the Lincoln Land chapter president for ASCM. What do you see as the role of the uh, APEX body of knowledge in digital transformation? You know, how are you utilizing it and how would you like to see that go further? As I began our our discussion here this morning, I I talked about how digital transformation can mean different things to different people, even when expressed in the same language. The same words can mean completely different things. And this is really where I think Apex takes a leading role is being able to establish that baseline through the body of knowledge, through using uh, the Apex five terms and definitions and, and processes. It really helps level the playing field. And some of the worst kept secrets, I should say, of the industry is that modern ERPs like SAP, QAD, and others are built upon the APEX uh, body of knowledge. And therefore, um, being able to talk with academia and consultants and solution um, vendors, being able to talk and using the same terminology and to have that same understanding uh, is priceless. So really, I, I see the role of APEX body of knowledge being able to support the understanding of not just the underlying business processes, but what digital transformation actually means uh, to modern supply chains. Really interesting, Brent. Uh, That is all the time that we have today. A special thanks to our guest, Brent Ruth, for discussing this exciting topic and what the future looks like for him. Bob and I would also like to invite all of our listeners to join us at ASCM Connect 
along with other supply chain leaders from Aceto, GE Appliances, and Flock Freight. You'll learn how leading supply chain professionals are achieving true and lasting results. Also at ASCM Connect, we'll talk to Brent about AI and the supply chain during our fireside chat on October 25th, which is day one of our ASCM Connect. You can find quite a bit more information at ASCM.org. Finally, a special thank to all of you for joining us on this episode of The Rebound. We hope you'll be back for our next episode. For The Rebound, I'm Abe Ashkenazi. And I'm Bob Troublecock. All the best. The Rebound is a joint production of the Association for Supply Chain Management and Supply Chain Management Review. For more information, be sure to visit ASCM.org and STMR.com. We hope you'll join us again.